In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H FM's. What a glorious day it is outside. Look at it. Simply beautiful sunshine headed up to 83 degrees. It's a Wednesday, folks, the 11th day of May. And we got a free-for-all today. It's my understanding at some time this hour we're going to have a emergency activation system test. You know, those two tones that uh, fire for a few seconds and then there's generally a message saying this would have been a test or, you know, this is, uh, you should always pay attention when you hear those tones, basically, because it's either a test or a, a very important announcement. And that's done on a statewide and nationwide basis. All right. Well, today is May 11th. I think I said that already. The year, of course, 2022. National Eat What You Want Day. Okay. If, if Scott, you were just uh, you're not worried about your weight, you're not worried about... Um, whatever, any kind of thing that food could affect upon you. What would your absolute favorite thing be? About a five cheese, five to ten layered piece of lasagna. Homemade lasagna. Like the tomato based? Oh, yeah. Okay. Or one from uh, the restaurant in Columbus, Italian restaurant. Can't think of it now. Um, starts with a B, I think. Well, I'll think of it here. Yeah, but anyway, it'll come to you later. I'm not yeah. sure which one you're talking. Or uh, about. it doesn't matter. Any good Italian what restaurant? Part of Columbus. Uh, there's two locations. Oh. In in Columbus, so there's one. I think uh, actually, I think there's one in Worthington. You know, I think there's one in downtown Columbus. Becca de Bupo. Is that it? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's it. I'm sorry. I've not heard of this. Mezzo's is good near uh, Dublin. Oh, I, I remember having dinner there. Becca de... Mezzo's was... Uh, what was it, though, the first one? Becca de Bupo, I and think it was. that's the one that you Buka. first had in mind? Yeah, Buca. That's it. B-U-C-C-A. Buca ah. de Beppo. That's it. Just came to me. It's an Italian restaurant. And the one I spoke about, the second, Mezzo's, uh, near Dublin. I've heard of it. Mm, mm-mm. Great lasagna there. Mm. And uh, Jimmy Colombo's, I will rank up there in Parkersburg. Yep. I know you've been there. Oh, I like Colombo's. Yeah. So that's what I would have to start off, something Italian. 
I, I don't think I've ever been to Jimmy Columbo's that I haven't run into people I knew. <laughs> yeah. Which I like. And uh, and then, of course, Jimmy. Uh, what a personality. And uh, even, um, I guess, his son and several family members worked there. They're all nice. Of course, Jimmy was uh, mayor of Parkersburg on multiple occasions. Well, anyway. Well, uh, uh, wait a minute now. What would you have? Let's let's hear yours. And if you say shrimp, you know, I'm going to send you back to the lobster boat. Oh, mercy. <laughs> um, <laughs> the absolute favorite most. I don't mean this to sound. Well, then don't. <laughs> Tell you, I am very sold on Alfonso Patriciani. Uh, folks, he is a local chef. He's uh, he's become like your instant hero here lately. Well, I don't I wouldn't go that far. I'm just saying I have never had anything that he has been responsible for that I didn't like. And, um, you know, there's, there's something like 175 people in the world with his level of chefdom. I, I think that's correct. And he taught culinary arts up at Hawking College. Um, he has a variety of enterprises bakeries and things, little things here and there. Um, but probably his biggest gig at the moment is that of a head chef, of course, at the country club. And uh, mercy. Um, I, I can't think of anything I can complain about that he's made. But no one no, favorite no. that comes to mind. If you could eat anything, pretty much. Dave, if it's, if it's Palm gross. Tree Palmer, <laughs> what would you eat? Come on, you got to pick one. Uh, I did. Okay. Um, okay. For everyday purposes, it would be the, anything. Uh, let me do it. <laughs> the cheesy mac, or the cheesy pig—they call it. Um, I didn't. I didn't. Not cheesy mac. Cheesy pig. And it's just a bunch of pulled roast pork over mac and cheese. Mm-mm. <laughs> Simple too. Sounds right. pretty good. Well, yeah. there you go. Another Italian restaurant I thought of, too, is one here locally, Chiro, yeah. on West Union. Absolutely. Um, People have been clamoring for a good Italian restaurant. So I don't want to misspeak. So would you look this up, Fran McFadden? Yes, he, he, he has passed. Yes, okay. Unfortunately. Right. He was such a good guy, good dude. Had the pleasure of talking to him. Fran McFadden times. 
was the founder of Ciro's. He had a young gal that um, assisted him, and now she's taking it over, of course, with his passing. Yeah. Sandra, I think her name is? Yes, I think so. Another nice lady. And they, you know, they took a... It, it too, is quite special. Okay. Yes. Well, we've become an advertising uh, thing here. Well, that's okay. Kim and Ruth had uh, Chef McFadden on a few times mm-hmm. on Make It Happen, and I was just listening to everything. He was mentioning how to prepare foods and the uh, ingredients used for the preparation, how to prepare them, cook times, all kinds of good things. You bet. Okay, well, all of this started because today is National Eat What You Want Day. Okay, we'll see what the next few uh, spin us off into. National Twilight Zone Day. <coughs> Were you a um, regular watcher of the Twilight Zone? Um, yeah, as long as they didn't freak me out. <laughs> well, of course, the show did have a tendency to do that. Oh, man. That was one of their goals. Yeah, it worked. Um, frankly, I did not watch it. Uh, as I recall, it was something my parents didn't particularly support me watching. <laughs> so I did. I probably had to sneak in a few episodes, I'm sure, too. But imagine, if you will, yeah. how Rod Serling started out those episodes. National School Nurse Day. Hey, that's a good one. Yep. National Receptionists Day. Another good one. I'm not sure I understand this next one. National Foam Rolling Day. I had the same thought when I looked at it. Do we sound muffled by any chance? Not to me. I know. I just kind of segued there. I flitted. Okay. Okay, not to me, and it doesn't on our radios outside. Foam Rolling Day recognizes a therapy that's been called the poor man's massage. You only go to the dentist once a year, but you brush your teeth every day. While we can't get a massage every day, foam rolling offers the best uh, next best thing. And it goes on to say, brush your muscles daily with a foam roller. The first foam roller was patented in the U.S. in the 1920s. So foam rolling is nothing new. However, it is gaining momentum in recent years. Okay, so this is entirely, as you went on through that, that is entirely different than what I thought it might be. I thought you'd get a sheet of foam, like inch and a half or two inch (laughs) foam rubber. And just roll it up. And then start rolling on the floor (laughs) with it rolling up around you. But you're talking about somehow or other, your your spouse, your friend, whatever. Oh, you can do it yourself. You can? Yeah, just lay it underneath your back and then just roll around on it like a cylinder or a roller or a, a, a foam ball, something like that. I'm going to look it up later. Today. I've got you something. You own on, some of these foam rollers? Well, I put together something with tennis balls. 
Mm. You know, and I roll around on that on my lower back sometimes and works pretty good. Hmm. So, yeah, you can make, make your own that way. Improvise. Last thing we have to mention today is <clears throat> National Third Shift Worker Day. So uh, that takes care of that. You ever um, do a third shift working anywhere? I did. Certainly. I mean, showbiz is like that. I mean, I'll tell you. Most of your most of your work is in second and third shift. Oh, of course. But uh, I did that a couple times, and it's <laughs> it's challenging. We'll we'll leave it at that. Well, I don't know. In in the case of showbiz, you just expect it, and it's it's great. Yeah, once you get used to it, of yeah. course, show business is. A lot different than a lot of other occupations, too, where... Yeah, if you you were an assembly plan of some kind, some sort of industrial setting, and, you know, you had the first shift, and then the second shift, and then the third, which means generally (coughs) overnight shift. Yeah. Um, I would think it'd be an entirely different thing. Yeah, where you do repetitive actions five days a week until... Whatever the weekend is, where at show business, you know, you you get different settings, different times, different shows, different people. And your highlights are at night. Yep, different yeah. audiences, things like that. Entertainment. Yep. It's a little more entertaining than repetitive assembly line work like you mentioned there. Well, duh. Yeah. No, it, it is. It's not a duh. It's, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, historical events on this date of May 11th. So on this day in history, if you will. In the year 330, Constantinople, thank you, which I think also back at the time was known as Byzantium, Byzantium, something like that. Yep, Byzantine. Uh, becomes the capital of the Roman Empire on this date in three, the year 330. In the 1189, Homan, Homan, Holy Roman Emperor Frederick I Barbarossa and 100,000 crusaders depart Regensburg for the Third Crusade. Seventeen fifty one, the Pennsylvania Hospital, founded by Dr. Thomas Bond and Benjamin Franklin in Philadelphia. And if I'm not mistaken, that was our first hospital in this part of the world. 1995, more than 170 countries agreed to extend the Nuclear Proliferation, Non-Proliferation Treaty indefinitely and without conditions to prevent the spread of nuclear weapons. In the year 2000, India's population officially reaches the 1 billion people mark. And they actually named 
a young baby whose name is Espa Aurora was named Indian's billionth baby. I wish they'd mention if she was still well and alive and all of that. Chances are she is. Okay, some famous birthdays, Scott. We've got uh, Corey Monteith. Uh, M-O-N-T-E-I-T-H. Appears to be a relatively young man, born in 1982, died in 2013. Corey Allen. Michael Monteith was a Canadian actor and musician best known for his role as Finn Hudson on the Fox TV series Glee. He was an actor based in British Columbia and had minor roles on TV series uh, before. I just had a pop up there and again. Uh, before being cast on Glee during his success on the show, he also acted in films. And some of his movies, in addition to Glee and TV series, include Monte Carlo in 2011, Final Destination 3 in 2006, and Glee, the 3D Concert. Okay, I'm curious, just naturally. He died uh, almost 10 years ago, and yet he was only born in 1982. Do they speak anything about his passing? Uh, let's see. He died of an accidental drug overdose. Oh, okay. He was only 31. We have another person who, by my count, should still be alive. Certainly she's attractive. Na- Natasha Richardson, born in 1963, died in 2009. Natasha Jane Richardson was an English actress of stage and screen, a member of the Redgrave family. Richardson was the daughter of actress Vanessa Redgrave and director-producer Tony Richardson and the granddaughter of Michael Redgrave and Rachel Kempson. Irving Berlin. We play a lot of music from him on uh, WATH. Even though he was born in 1889, he lived to be 101 years of age. Died in 1989. He, as we know, was an American composer, songwriter, and lyricist. His music forms a great part of the great American songbook. Born in Imperial Russia, Berlin arrived in the United States at the age of five. And some of his movies include... From where? Russia. Okay. Include the Holiday Inn of 1942, and there's no business like show business in 1954, Alexander's Ragtime Band in 1938, and from 1943, this is the Army. We now move to a famous, famous death that occurred on this um, date, and there's two to be mentioned. It's interesting, of uh, the six people that we're honoring today, or mentioning at least, uh, none of them are alive today. But uh, the first one to be mentioned is that of Bob Marley, 
Um, he was born in 1945, died in 1981. Robert Nesta Marley was a Jamaican singer, musician, and songwriter considered one of the pioneers of reggae. His musical career was also marked by fusing elements of reggae, ska, and rock steady, as well as his distinctive vocal and songwriting style. And finally, Floyd Patterson. Hmm. Floyd was born in 1935. He died in 2006. He was a great heavyweight boxer. Floyd Patterson was an American professional boxer who competed from 1952 to 1972 and twice reigned as the world heavyweight champion between 1956 and 1962. At the age of 21, he became the youngest boxer in history to win the title and was also the first heavyweight to regain the title after losing it. He was a heavyweight at 188 pounds. Now you see boxers that are in the heavyweight class. They're at 230, 240, 250. Hmm. He should have been in a little bit of a lighter weight category. But indeed, a former heavyweight champion. Well, Tough as nails. let's see here. Let's turn to some of the Excuse me, harder news, if you will. Um, potential future Twitter owner Elon Musk suggested he would reverse a ban on former President Donald Trump's account, arguing the decision undermined trust in the social media platform. Those comments came during a Q&A period during a keynote at a conference on the future of vehicle technologies. You may recall Trump was banned on January 8th of 2021 in the days following the storming of the U.S. Capitol, after tweets Twitter said violated platform rules around inciting violence. At the time of the ban, he had amassed more than 88 million followers, leveraging the platform to communicate directly with supporters. The former president has said he would not return to Twitter, having launched a competitor in Truth Social, though he has only begun frequently posting in recent weeks. Now, Musk, Elon Musk, does not formally own Twitter yet and voiced support for the temporary bans. But um, now he's kind of backing down. Well, on another matter, Queen Elizabeth, for the first time in six decades, 
She did not attend the opening of Parliament yesterday due to an episodic mobility problem. Instead, the 96-year-old Queen invoked the Regency Act, which allowed Prince Charles to stand in for the first time to outline the UK government's upcoming legislation. The Queen's speech is traditionally read by the reigning monarch, marking the beginning of the parliamentary season. Prince Charles was joined by his son, Prince William, for the ceremony, offering a glimpse of the future monarchy. The pair are the are uh, only two of four who could perform the duty as councillors of state under the Regency Act. While the move caused speculation of transfer of power, it stopped short of a regency in which the Queen's powers are transferred to their heir because of incapacity. We have a caller. Any, uh, at least I think so. Tim Newsom. Hello. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Tim Newsom calling you. Hi, Tim. How's it going, guys? I think we're doing all right. What's oh. up? Oh, what's up, Scott? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's going on, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just calling me that, Dave. We call that we call that for years. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little fun we have, what? isn't it? When, yeah, it well, is. I'm sorry. I missed it. What was it now? Just a nickname we call he and his brothers, we all, we've all called each other that. It, it's a name shortened from okay. <laughs> something else. Okay. What's up? Not much. What's up with you guys? I'm just giving you a call to say hi. How okay. you guys doing? Well, hey, Tim. We're doing all right. Sunshine is out. It's going to be a oh, beautiful yeah. day. I was just listening to you guys. I just I was just going to bring it up to you guys. Do Mickey Gilly passed away. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. He was good. <laughs> yeah, he was. What was the name yeah, of, that big, of good... that big place that he owned in Texas? Yeah. The Gillies or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's where Urban Cowboy was filmed. Right, yeah. right. What are they going to do with that? Are they going to sell it or what? I'd probably make it a museum would be my guess. Maybe really? Wow. I don't know if it's still in operation or not. No, I don't either. I haven't heard. Boy, there was some great music that came out of that movie there, wasn't there? Yeah, my, oh, yeah, my favorite song was called, uh, my favorite Mickey Gilly song was the one, All the Girls All Get Pretty at Closing Time. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. That was a classic, you that was a classic song there, guys. You ornery thing, you. <laughs> <laughs> what That's was funny. that? Was that uh, wasn't Johnny Lee on that too? Looking for love in all the wrong places. I think he was. Yeah. Yeah, that was Johnny a good really one too. Was. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 had a lot of good stuff on. Yeah, he a lot did. Of good hits. Yeah. That's too bad that he passed away. Yeah, it is. But, what about only like what seventy eight? I think. Yeah, something like that. But we all do, you yep. know. No, yep. No, yeah, I know. Nobody's promised tomorrow, and eventually we're all going to say, "That's right." Say yeah. so long. How you? How you been? How you been doing, Scott? Doing good. Keeping keeping on, keeping on. Right. That's right. That's right. What are we going to do about the hey. Reds? 
Uh, I don't know. They're not very good. (laughs) They're horrible, man. Maybe they need me to come out of retirement. What do you think? Yeah, I think you better better go manage them. (laughs) (laughs) Me and you both, you can be the hitting coach. Yeah, that's a good idea. (laughs) We both need to straighten that team up, Scott. Yeah, they'll get it together. They hit a rough streak there. They can yeah, lose, a, a, lose a few in a row, but they can also win a few in a row, too. Yeah, they can. They're stuck one this year. I'm like, somebody somebody asked me, say, are you going down and see a game? Well, I said, yeah, they better get better before I get to see a game. That's right. Hey, Dave, here's a question Stop. I used to ask Tim a lot, and if he'll do his sound effects with it, too. Hey, Tim, who's the best football hey, team? The Bengals, you know it. <laughs> did, did you hear that, that growl of the Bengal tiger? Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. You know it's the Bengal tiger. <laughs> Best team in the NFL. That's right. <laughs> they almost proved it last year. They're going to do it this year. They're going to do it this year again. You know it. Yes. And once he's again, a, Athens is going to be at the center of it. Is oh yeah, once again. Don't you have Todd? Todd throwing their team throwing pretty good. Todd's the head coach, you know, out there at the high school. Yeah. And baseball coach. Yeah. And they they go to they they go to Warren. Is it a tur- isn't it a tournament game? Oh no, they host next it. week. That's right. Next week it is. Yeah. Yeah. At- next Monday it is. Athens High School baseball. We carry them here on nine seventy. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, on WATH. So, Todd's yep, brother. You do. Or, Timmy's brother, Todd, knows him as the head baseball coach at Athens High School, Dave. Um, Baseball. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My, yeah. Uh, my, yeah, he is my, my grandson, he's been, Andy. Weber. He's been on the team, been coached there for like three years, I believe, something like that. Andy Weber is. Um, Occasionally in varsity, but mostly in JV. Good. And then he had an injury, which uh, set him back for a while. Uh-oh. Well, I'm glad he's doing better. Yep. Of course. Another All question right. for you guys. What, uh, have you uh, have you got a countdown to take Dick Barley's place yet? We have. We're looking at several things. And so the answer what do you, is what do you think? no decision yet. What are you thinking about getting, you know? I'd rather not say yet. Oh, okay. Okay. You can't, you can't spill the beans? No. <laughs> no, but we can eat them. <laughs> All right. I know. Well, um, All right. Tim, good to hear your voice. Yeah, good to hear good from you, Mosky. Good to hear from you guys, too. I'm going to make the call once in a while and say, hey. That's good. good when when saw mom for mom, saw mom for Mother's Day. She's doing pretty good. Good. Well, tell her we said hello too. Well, we'll give you I one will. more a bit of credit here. It is your grandfather? Yeah. Who founded this radio station back in nineteen fifty? He did. Nineteen fifty. Nineteen fifty. And then nineteen fifty uh, even. Uh, right. Right. And then, and what, uh, what's this? And how hard like the station now? Like seventy-two years old. Yeah, baby. Alrighty, 
Well, listen, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Dave. Okay, we'll talk to you again. All right, we'll talk to you again. Take care, guys. See you, Bosky. Bye-bye. Well, let's see. As our buddy Tim. Have you ever heard of a thing called COVID? Um, Many times and many different variants. Okay. Well, um, I have a story this morning that says even after two years, 52% of parents continue to face the negative impact of the pandemic on their mental health, compared to 44% of adults overall. And 57% of parents still experience burnout or mental exhaustion somewhat often. What's worse, parents are finding it difficult between lack of time and inevitable guilt to focus on improving their mental health because their kids are struggling too. Yes, I I can certainly believe this. Now, we may have mentioned this a time or two since May began, but May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And um, so this is a, a perfect month, although we should always be aware of it. To do some reading, to do some um, Googling about things you're going through, feelings you're having, feelings you're not having, that you would like to have. And that's right. I hear that EAS test coming up here. Now, how do we do that? Uh, it's it's got to play by itself until it finishes. So we'll pre-hear it first. Yeah. Okay. Surprising it didn't cut us off. It might though. And then again, it might not. Pop it up there to AM on the board. On the soundboard up there. Here. No, on the soundboard. Up in, fr- up in front of you. Upper right. I don't know where we're going. Here. Okay, I'll, I'll get it. Okay. Okay, so what we discovered there is that if you were listening to 970 AM on your radio, you heard that all as it was supposed to be. If you were listening to 97.1, it didn't air over there. We heard it in the background. Yeah. So... um, 
get our engineers to look into that. Well, anyway, this whole issue of mental health. Mental health can be difficult at any time. But the number of people that have been affected by it to some degree because of the COVID or pandemic thing has increased remarkably. So please, don't just ignore it. Um... And then some of the advice is sit at a decision-making table, research things, and then um, form an ambition and a, and a purpose. Allow yourselves to be more flexible, maybe. As the expression goes, the edge of, of the wheel is where you want to be, not where perfection is. Don't be afraid to recalibrate and make big changes if and when you need to do so. The art of balancing work and home. Work and home lives can be complementary and with less guilt. Set boundaries. When we deal with adversity, it is important to be authentic. I could go on and on on this, but uh, let me just say, don't ignore this. Um, try to learn about it and then prosper from what you learn. All right? Yeah, and if you think you would benefit by speaking with someone, uh, even if you it crosses your mind, think, nah, I don't need to do that. Check it out. Maybe there's something they can help you with. Yeah. All right. Um, I came across an interesting article last night. I don't know how timely it is, but sports, I guess sports is timely always. This is entitled 2022's Best and Worst Cities for Basketball Fans. Now, as you might have guessed, basketball is the second most popular sport here in the U.S., losing only to football. While the industry, like all sports, was hurt by the COVID-19 pandemic, the NBA's revenue for 20, the 21-22 season exp- is expected to hit $10 billion. Um, that's an increase from around $8.3 billion for the season before the pandemic. So they still did very well. The distribution of the COVID-19 and the return of fans to stadiums is helping basketball recover. And the average NBA franchise is already worth nearly $2.5 billion. That's dollars. 
TV team, I'm sorry, teams draw additional revenue, of course, from TV partnerships, merchandise sales, and advertising on NBA team uniforms. Okay. So, uh, it's a big deal. But, what, what, you know, where is it the biggest deal? Okay. So. I've got a, I've got the two different rankings here, and they pretty much agree. But I'm still going to use this one because it has by large city size, mid city size, and small city size. Okay, Scott, I'm going to test you a little bit, and and you're used to this. <laughs> Am I? A little bit. <laughs> I don't know if I ever will. What do you think is the largest city <laughs> with the best ranking for basketball fanship? Chapel Hill, North Carolina. That's a small city. That's a small city? Big city? Hmm. Boston. Boston comes in number two. Los Angeles is number one. But Boston is number two. San Francisco, three, Philadelphia, four, Miami, five, San Antonio, six, Washington, D.C. is seventh, and Houston is eighth. We'll do the top eight. What about mid-sized city? Well, that, you know, without telling Scott what what the um, range of his mid-sized... Yeah, what the parameters yeah, are with this. It's hard to do, but I'll yeah. just give you couple here. In the mid-size city, number one is Salt Lake, Salt Lake City. Two is Orlando. Three is Durham. Four is Ann Arbor. Five is Norman, Oklahoma. Sixth is South Bend, Indiana. Seventh, Provo, Utah. And eighth, Providence, Rhode Island. Okay, small city. Okay, in the top eight, we have Stores, Connecticut is number one. I have no idea what they've got. UConn, University of Connecticut. Okay. Probably women's basketball reference right there. UConn is consistently ranked in the top ten, if not the top five, women's basketball poll every year. East Lansing, Michigan comes in two. Michigan State University. Lawrence, Kansas, three. University of Kansas. Chapel Hill, four. North Carolina. Fayette, Mississippi, five. Kingston, Rhode Island, six. College Park, Maryland, seven. And Laredo, Pennsylvania, eight. Now, let's just uh, let's, uh, hit Columbus. It's in the large-sized cities. It comes in 36th. And how many large cities do they list? 59. So kind of in the middle, right? Yes. In the mid-sized city, there are 75 listed. And in the small cities, let me turn a page here, maybe two, 
There are 159 small cities listed. Um, Athens, Ohio. When I say 159, Athens, Ohio comes in 45th in the small city ranking. Not bad. I thought that was a good showing. Yeah, get that convo rocking. Now let's look above it. Uh, Kent comes in at 32nd. Yeah, so the only one in the small city category in Ohio that comes in higher than Athens is Kent. Unless I've missed something here. Well, that was, I thought that was worthwhile. Mm hmm. That's great that the MAC team's there. Uh, of all the MAC teams, you got uh, Athens. At 45. And we got about 25 seconds left? No, about 15 seconds left. Right. Um, Folks, have a wonderful day out there. We'll bring you some more information uh, that we hope you find useful tomorrow. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Inflation edged down last month to an annual rate of 8.3% from 8.5 in March. And that's not much consolation for consumers like Josh Nelson in Summerfield, North Carolina. It's really hitting everything from grocery store to just everyday living. Bank rates, Greg McBride. Last month, core prices, uh, which exclude food and energy, had been a reason for hope. But this month, those core prices are, are a reason for disappointment. They're up over 6% on a year-over-year basis. AAA says the average price for a gallon of regular gas is $4.40 today, a new record high. Democrats want to put Republicans on record by holding a vote today to codify abortion rights into law. Correspondent Scott McFarland's on Capitol Hill. Senate Democrats are fighting for a bill already passed in the House that would protect abortion access nationwide. They need 60 votes to pass it, but there's no indication they'll get there. They hope the possibility of a Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe v. Wade will get more voters to the polls in November. In the West Bank... Celine, Celine, Celine. It's 